Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi there. I'm Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast. I love it when food surprises me in the best of ways. I recently cooked with you a lemon icebox pie. The recipe came from Cook's Country, and that pie taught me something about whipped cream that I will not forget. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. But even better than that was the look on people's faces when they tried this pie. It's one of those foods where their eyes start to roll back in their head and they close their eyes because they want to focus all their senses, all their concentration on what that tastes and feels like. That is so rewarding for a cook to see that happen. This lemon icebox pie has the most amazing texture. It's silky, it's creamy, the flavor is bright, sharp, and sweet all at the same time. And as I mentioned, even in that podcast, the whipped cream is like nothing I've ever had before. After the oohs and ahs from the people tasting this recipe were done, the first thing out of their mouths was, could you do this in chocolate? So, I'm going to create a recipe right here, right now, in front of your very ears for a chocolate icebox pie. Now, of course, I've done a little research about other people's icebox pies, but it is clear from the photos that they are nothing like the lemon one I just created, and that's what I want. Not only is it indescribably silky, it also was very, very easy and doesn't even take many ingredients. That's what I want, and that's what we're shooting for here. I, of course, have a head start on developing this because I know I love the crust on this, and I know the whipped cream topping is good, so all I really have to develop is the chocolate middle. So join me. We're about to have some fun in the kitchen with an experiment. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm excited to do this. We're starting with the foundations we had in the lemon pie, and I know those are really good. This is a really good graham cracker crust. And yes, I opted for that over an Oreo cookie kind of chocolate wafer kind of crust because I really like a graham cracker crust. And I think the contrast will be nice with the chocolate rather than having just different chocolates together. Let's set it off a little bit with something different. You need nine whole graham crackers, three tablespoons of regular sugar, five tablespoons of butter, and you can use unsalted if you like. I am using salted butter because, as with the lemon, I think the salt kind of enhances things a little bit, and especially with chocolate. You know, that's the latest thing is salted chocolate. So I'm not going to skimp on the salt. I'm going to do regular salted butter. You need two cans of sweetened condensed milk, three large eggs, an eighth of a teaspoon of kosher salt, a teaspoon of vanilla, one third cup plus two tablespoons of chocolate chips. I recommend dark ones because we've got a quite a lot of sugar in the condensed milk we're going to put in here. And so I'm going to use some 60%. You can use semi-sweet and you can use 72%, whatever you think sounds good to you. Just know that the darker you go, the less sweet your pie is going to be. And then a quarter of a cup plus three tablespoons of milk. I'm going to use regular cow's milk, whole milk. I think you could use any kind of milk here. 
but I am not going to experiment with that before this gets posted. So if you do use oat milk or almond milk or something else, I would really appreciate it if you would contact me and let me know how that turns out so that I can make a note in the recipe on the webpage about that. That would be really helpful. You need one tablespoon of dutched cocoa. By the way, if you want to know what Dutched Cocoa is and how it's different from natural cocoa, you will find a blog on my website, thecookalongpodcast.com, about different kinds of cocoa. Just type in the word cocoa and it should come up and it'll explain why they're different and when to use each of them. And then for the topping, we want a cup of heavy whipping cream and a half a teaspoon more of vanilla extract. For equipment, we need a nine inch pie plate, a dry measuring cup that we're going to use only the bottom of, a wire cooling rack, a whisk, and a bowl, and something to whip cream in. I'm going to use a stand mixer, I think, but you could also use a stick blender with a whisk attachment or a hand mixer with whisk attachments. Any of those will work. And the only do-ahead is going to be to preheat the oven to 325 degrees. I'm going to do mine in my toaster oven, so I don't even have to do that yet. If you have a toaster oven that this will fit in, it worked really well for the lemon pie, so I don't know why it wouldn't work for the chocolate one. Like the lemon pie, you're going to want to start this early in the day if you want to have some tonight, because it has to chill for several hours. So that's a kind of a do-ahead. So I'm starting with the crust, and I'm putting nine full sheet graham crackers in there and I'm breaking them up into squares as I do it so they're little pieces and it'll be faster nine then we add the three tablespoons of granulated sugar in with the graham crackers and then we're going to process that until we get really fine crumbs so I'm going to shut the recorder off while I make all this noise, okay? I'll be right back. All right, that only took a moment. Now we want to put five tablespoons of the butter into some container and melt it. And I've learned to use a lidded glass container for that because otherwise it boils over and makes a mess all over my microwave turntable. So I'm going to give that about a minute on high. Now the butter just gets poured in with the crumbs, and then we're going to pulse it a few times until we get something that can be pressed into place in the bottom of the pie pan. And once the butter's incorporated, we're just going to dump that into the pie plate we're using. All right. Now, here's where we use the measuring cup. If you listen to the lemon pie, you'll know already, and you probably already have seen this on various YouTube videos. By the way, I'm on YouTube, too. I don't know why quite. But I do have a YouTube channel. There are no videos on there. It's just these audio. But if, if you need a place to listen, that's a place you can do it. 
Now taking your measuring cup, push the bottom of it into the crust here so that the bottom gets thinned out and the sides get pushed up into a full-size, full-coverage pie crust. The measuring cup just helps keep things even and flat, and you're not trying to do it with your fingers. This is a much more stable way to get a good-looking graham cracker or any kind of crumb crust, is to use the bottom of a measuring cup to flatten it all out. You can use a glass also if you don't have enough measuring cups to go around. Just pick a glass out of your cabinet and use the bottom of the glass. Try to get it all pressed kind of evenly. For me, I think that's going to require redistributing some of the sides into the middle. I tend to push up the sides first because I worry there isn't going to be enough crumbs for the sides. And then that leaves the middle thinner. So I'm repairing that now going back and fixing that up so that I have a, a decent crust on the bottom as well as on the sides. And then this is going into your preheated 325 degree oven for 15 minutes. It's going to turn a little golden brown and then you're going to take it out and put it on a wire rack to cool. And it needs to cool for about 35 minutes because we want it nice and solid and crunchy. And that's what that extra time is going to do for it. And since we cannot put the filling in until the pie crust is cooled, you may want to take a break and come back to me when your pie crust is ready. All right. So as your pie crust is still cooling, now you need to increase the temperature on your preheated oven to 375. We're going to start the filling, and the first thing we need to do is get a microwavable bowl or a glass measuring cup or something, and we're going to put the chocolate chips in there that I told you about. That's a third of a cup plus two tablespoons. I know it seems wacky, but it is the science, you know, it's the chemistry of the thing. That's what we're going to do. And I'm using a large two-cup measuring cup. And a few, there we go. Plus two tablespoons. Sorry about all the crackly noises. It's a hazard of the recording industry. It doesn't combine well sometimes with the cooking. Okay, and then to that, we're going to add the milk. And I know this is another goofy measurement, but chemistry is what it is. So that is a quarter of a cup plus three tablespoons. And you're just putting that in on top of the chocolate chips. Okay. Now we're going to put that in the microwave oven and cook it on high for about, hmm, I'm going to try 30 seconds and we'll see how far we get. What we're looking for is for the milk to be hot enough to melt those chips into a liquid. And the reason we have to do this first is because we're going to add it to some eggs and we don't want it to cook everything. That's not the goal. We want to give this a little time to cool off before we start mixing the rest of the filling here. All right. That's probably was not enough. No, nowhere near enough. All right. So let's call it a minute. A minute is probably going to do the trick. And while that's heating, you can get out your bowl for your filling. 
Once you get that out of the microwave oven, you want to add your tablespoon of Dutch cocoa to this mixture. And then we're just going to stir it all up. And you're going to end up with a nice, rich, thick chocolate liquid here. And it should be, in total, when you're done, just over three quarters of a cup. If it isn't that much, once you get it all stirred up, you may want to add a little milk. It should look like three quarters of a cup plus about two tablespoons. So a little bit over that three quarters of a cup mark. Actually, looks like my math was good. There we go. Perfect. Once it's completely smooth, just set it aside to cool a little bit. Into the bowl, the large bowl we've got, we're going to put th three egg yolks. So you got to crack the egg and separate the white off of it by dumping the yolk back and forth between the two halves of the shell or just by putting it in your fingers and letting the white part drain through. Either thing will work. Get as much of the white off of it as you can. And yes, you're going to get it on your fingers. Get over it. And then plop the yolk into the bowl. This is the point to fish out any shell you might have inadvertently allowed in there, which, yes, I did. doesn't usually happen, but it did today. And it's a lot easier to get out of the yolks than it is out of the whites. Do that with two more eggs so that all you have in your big bowl is the yolks, three of them. A little of the white isn't going to hurt it, but get rid of as much of it as you can. I'm speeding through some of this faster than I sometimes do just because I just sort of did this part of the recipe with the lemon one. And you can find my more elaborate version if you go look for the lemon icebox pie on the website or in your podcast feed. All right, we're going to whisk those egg yolks just a tiny bit just so they're liquid rather than bumps. And now we're going to open the condensed milk and get a little bowl because we're going to need to save some of this condensed milk out of here. Into the little bowl, you're going to scoop three tablespoons of that condensed milk. That is to save for later because it goes in our whipped topping and that is the difference. That's what makes the best whipped cream I've ever had. I never tasted anything this silky, and I am in love with this, as you can probably guess by how many times I keep mentioning it. All right, then the rest of that can and all of the second can of condensed milk goes in with the egg yolks. Get all of that good stuff out of there, except the part you want to scoop out to eat with your finger later. Which reminds me, if you're a regular listener, I would love your help with paying for the supplies that are needed for these podcasts. You can do that at ko-fi.com, ko-fi.com, slash the cookalong podcast. And I think also there's a link in your podcast feed to contribute, as well as one on all my web page recipes that says, help frost the cake. All right, the rest is for me to eat later with my finger. Have you ever noticed that some foods require lip-smacking noises to fully appreciate them? So now we have this bowl. 
and we're going to whisk the egg yolks and the milk together to make a single substance here. To your mixed up condensed milk and egg yolks, add your 1 eighth teaspoon of kosher salt and your teaspoon of vanilla and then the chocolate that you had set aside, your chocolate sauce. That goes in here next. You're probably going to want a rubber spatula for this. If you used one to clean out your condensed milk cans, you can use that again because it's all the same stuff at this point, going to the same place. But you want all that chocolate sauce in here. And then we're just going to whisk it together until it's all mixed up smoothly, evenly, creamily. You have a single chocolate filling in front of you. Single and singular it should start to look kind of pretty. Mix it up really well. Get those eggs all mixed in. Get all the condensed milk up off the bottom. Be sure it all gets mixed in really well. All right. Now, if your pie crust doesn't feel warm to the touch anymore, you can just pour this into the pie crust. If you want more details from here, you could probably find it on the Lemon Pie podcast, but I'm just going to tell you in brief, what you're going to do now is stick it in your 375 degree oven. After 25 minutes, go ahead and take it out of the oven and set it back on the cooling rack. It's going to look really still quite liquid in the middle. It's going to be okay because it's going to continue to cook as it sits. We don't want to overcook it. Set a timer for one hour. At the end of that hour, put it in your refrigerator. And there's the hard part. It needs to sit there for three hours before we put the topping on it. But come back to me for the topping. Now it's time for the finishing touch. The crown on the top of the castle here. Well, that's a mixed metaphor, but you know what I mean. You need your mixing bowl, you need your mixer and whisk attachment, unless you're going to try to do this by hand, which I don't recommend, and put into the bowl a cup of heavy whipping cream, a half a teaspoon of vanilla extract, and the three tablespoons we saved out of the condensed milk. And then put it on your mixer with the whisk attachment on there. We're going to start mixing it, but we're going to do it really slow. Start it on slow. Because the first thing to do is just to get the cream and the condensed milk mixed together. We don't need to whip it yet. We need it all kind of mixed together first. So just on low. And then when it looks like it's kind of mixed up, just start increasing the speed until you get it high enough to whip the cream. And what we're looking for is stiff peaks. And again, if you want more detail on any of this, I'm going to refer you to the lemon icebox pie recipe, where I talk about it at a little more length. Not a lot, but a little. And tell you what you're looking for. It's going to take a couple of minutes. And obviously, once that comes out, we're going to get the chocolate pie out of the refrigerator and spread this over the top. 
We want the soft peaks here. And we check that just by turning this off and picking up the beater and see what we get. Oh, we're really close. It's a little too floppy. Oh boy, that's really, uh, yeah, no, I'm going to give it another seconds here. There we go. It means that when you lift up the head of the mixer or the whisk attachment out of the cream, it makes a little point that stays there. And when you get it to that point, it's ready to go on the pie. And I really recommend you taste what's on the beater because this is, like I said, the best whipped cream I've ever had. Combining that condensed milk in there is some kind of miracle. Once you get the whipping cream on here, your pie is actually ready to serve. But you can, of course, put it in the fridge for later. And it should keep in there for several days. And you will find any modifications I make to this recipe on the webpage for the recipe, which you can find by going to thecookalongpodcast.com and typing in chocolate or probably you'll find it fastest if you put in icebox. And there will be notes there that tell you what I changed, if anything. Now go enjoy the whipped cream that's left on your spatula and on your beer because it's really good. Tune in next week for a Quick Bite podcast and two weeks from now for a brand new recipe. We're hoping this pie is really good, but we won't know until we try it. So happy tasting and until next time, happy cooking. Don't go away. Here's a follow-up note. This pie is perfect. Creamy, velvety, incredibly smooth, deeply chocolate. It is once again, eyes roll back in the head good. People, when they try it, cannot speak for a moment because they are so busy savoring. I hope you will try this pie. I am very excited to say it came out beautifully and Oh, so yummy. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Ko-fi. KO-FI.com slash the Cook Along Podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.